0: I, I can either go in this path and try to climb this corporate ladder, or I can embrace what is Burn Bootcamp, and I can go all in, and Devin and I can do this full time, and like let's go.
1: What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to The Power Play. And on today's episode, I'm joined by the COO and co-founder of Burn Bootcamp, Morgan Klein. Morgan is living out her passion and purpose by empowering women all over the world to become the best version of themselves, physically, mentally, and emotionally. If you guys want to check out more about Morgan Klein, I left a link down below to her podcast, Coffee and Kettlebells, so go ahead and subscribe to that, as well as go follow her Instagram. Go check out Burns' website, as well as my family's burn here in Myrtle Beach. I hope you guys enjoy the episode what is going on everybody and welcome back to the power play and on today's episode i am joined by the co-founder of burn boot camp morgan klein thank you for coming on the show today
0: yeah thank you for having me i'm excited to chat
1: absolutely and for my listeners that listen weekly daily whatever it is you guys know my parents are um franchise partners for burn boot camp and i do work for them just got off of work about 30 minutes ago <laughs> and um you guys recently just hit 300 locations.
0: Yes, we did. It was was a very exciting milestone. Um, You know, it's one of those numbers that you put into your head and you put into the universe early on into franchising. So it was super special for Devin and I to have that 300th opening, um, you know, just six years after we started franchising. So uh, it was exciting. We were in Kingwood, Texas, and Devin and I flew out to be there uh, to celebrate with the community and just to uh, really celebrate with each other yeah. and, and kind of take a moment to uh, appreciate and recognize the hard work that so many people have put into the brand uh, to get us where we were at 300. But we're not stopping there.
1: <laughs> well, when did you sort of franchise them back in 2015, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. So uh, we celebrated our six-year franchising anniversary back in February of 2021 Mm -hmm. this year. Um, So the brand has been around since 2012. And Devin and I just operated uh, five gyms for those couple years before we officially became a franchise. So uh, franchise in 2015 and 300th opening here in 2021.
1: Did you guys ever picture yourself in this position? Like ever?
0: You know... I think that early on it's, it's definitely like a tall, uh, a tall goal to put in front of you, but very quickly, I turned that belief around to say like, yeah, we can hit 300. You know, I didn't always think that at first, you know, when you're going into franchising, you know, there's over 5,000, I think it is over 5,000 franchise concepts in the United yeah. States and 10% of those will hit over hundred locations. So it's very rare to do what we're doing. However, I think very early on, I've recognized how strong our brand is, how strong our community is, and just how special the people are. And so for me, there's really no goal that I don't think we can't attain.
1: And there's nothing like burn, you know, and I used to, my dad and I, and he would be like, because my mom, before we moved to, uh. South Carolina, Murrow beach. We, she would, we used to live in Raleigh and she would go to the gym up there in wake forest. And mm-hmm. she'd come home. I love burn. I love burn. I love burn. And we're like, what's so special about, you know, it's just, it's just another gym and this and that. And then she told us more about it. And then I recently, actually, she has a book downstairs. She doesn't know if she's going to listen to this. I stole it. Devin's book the other day instead of reading it. Uh, I didn't yeah. even tell her cause yeah. she wasn't home. but like, <laughs> it's just burn is so much more than just another gym. You know, me yeah. being there every day now, and now that I'm out of high school, and I'm not going to college. I'm pursuing what I want to do with this podcast and I'm meeting and networking and do whatever I got to do. I've realized that it's more family based. It's very, very community driven. And I think that is amazing. But did you guys like, was this your goal when you started burn back in 2012? Did you picture it being community driven or was it just kind of an idea and you just kind of went with it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think if you go back to 2012, we really were built on community from day one. So uh, that was very intentional. We knew that we wanted to create a, a space that was like no other gym out there, right? That, there's a lot of gyms out there that have a killer workout, but what were we going to do to set us, uh, you know, apart from that? Mm-hmm. And that is where really we did focus on community. I mean, we started in a parking lot, so we didn't have the the shiny um, paint on the walls and all this equipment and this great music system. And we don't, you know, what we have today is certainly not, not how we founded this business. So what we did have was community, and what we needed to rely on is bringing people together with you know like-minded goals, like-minded walks of life, and um, create a place that's unlike something that when you walked into a gym before. You know, we we knew we needed to do something different. So I would say community was intentional from the beginning, and now we've just been able to build on it so much more. Um, but you know again is just it was a goal of ours to create a safe place for women to yeah. come to and if you look at a lot of the other gym concepts or just gyms in general um they can be intimidating they can be cold they can be judgmental and that was one thing that we knew we wanted to intentionally not create with burn boot camp um because again, if you, if you want to impact, you know, people's lives and especially the underdogs, right. Yeah, um, the and the people that are afraid to walk into a gym because they haven't worked out in 10 years, or they just had a baby or, you know, they're just going through a rough patch and, and the gym causes triggers in them that you, you, you want to find a place where they can come. And so that's why we don't have mirrors in our gym. You know, that's why we do things very intentionally. So it's a safe place and we can meet you where you're at, whether that is 10 years it's been since you worked out or ever, or you just had a baby and you know, you, you want to lose weight and you feel a little bit insecure about yourself. You, you can still walk into a burn boot camp and feel accepted, feel safe, feel like you can reach your goals, but at the same time, meet a ton of really amazing people um, that are going to be there for you.
1: Well, yeah, it, you mentioned something a few minutes ago about the underdog. And that's another question I wanted to ask. What advice would you give you and Devin, you know, an underdog walks in the door? How do you guys approach it, approach approach the situation? You know, They're scared, they're nervous, they don't know what to do, how to mm-hmm. say, you know, how to act because they've never been to this environment before, you know, they're uncomfortable. How do you yeah. approach them? How do you approach that situation?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think for me, like, you know, cause I used to be a trainer, so I am, I do play the role of COO now I'm co-founder, but I started this business as a trainer. So every day I had people walking through my doors that, you know, you can tell that they were scared and nervous and not really sure what to do. And I think for me, it's just being your, being myself, right. Don't try to be, don't try to be something I'm not. So it was meeting them where they were at. It was asking the questions. It's looking in the face and listening to them. And that's how you create a, a warm and welcoming place for somebody. But on the flip side of that, the advice I would give to an underdog is listen, you set a goal one, like set a goal each day, right? And it can be a very small goal. I think what we tend to do, and I even tend to do this sometimes, is we set these really, really large goals and they feel impossible to reach. Set a goal each day. And that could just be, I am going to walk into the gym today. I'm just going to walk through the doors. Right. And doesn't matter how my workout is. I'm just going to do that. Right. And then maybe the next day it's all right, I'm going to, um, I'm going to get 10 push push-ups, right. Or it's these small goals over time that is going to get you to that larger goal. But if you're an underdog and you're somebody that just doesn't even know how to start, right. It's like, just show up, right. Just show up exactly how you are. And if you're in the right place, you will feel that love and that acceptance and that community. Um, but it's the same thing for me, like going into business, like I, Devin and I are technically underdogs, right? Like we were 24 years old. We did not have a lot of money. We had not, we had no credit really. Um, no business experience. Uh, there's a lot of things against us is my point. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And I know that's the feeling that a lot of people will, well, there's a lot against me trying to reach these fitness goals just showing up every single day is what's what the most important thing is. And don't try to show up perfect every day. If I set myself up for for perfection every single day in my job, in my business, I'm going to continually be let down. So I think that's with any goal that you have, just show up and, and and the perfect part doesn't need to happen. um, because you will fail your expectations and that's when people quit. Because they feel like that failure and they say, okay, this this wasn't for me. I need to move on and do something else. Embrace those failures. Embrace the things that you thought you were going to do one way and maybe it it turned out to be something else. That's when you grow and change and challenge yourself the most and gain that confidence over time. So it's just one day at a time uh, would be the advice that I give there.
1: I I like to pretty much do the same thing um, when it comes to goals. I call it a snowball effect. And, you know, it's achieving mm-hmm. one small goal after another that eventually leads to something big. I mention it in almost every yeah. podcast. I get text messages from my friends. I have a whiteboard right out here. And then like, dude, you'd always yeah. mention the whiteboard, but it helps because I have my goals on it and it's nothing, it's nothing big. It's these small little goals, whether it's yeah. going to the gym three to four times a week or, you know, getting up out of bed mm-hmm. at seven o'clock, which I have to now, because I work in the mornings, but other than that, yeah. you know, and it's just these little goals that I think people really need to understand and take in that it's okay to start small and eventually you know gravitate towards those bigger goals but I wanted to steer off the road a bit and say burn boot camp for a few minutes here I want to talk more about you what were you doing before burn like where were you what was life like
0: Okay, so I went to college and pursued uh, my business degree in food marketing. So I specialized specifically in food marketing. Uh, Devin and I both grew up in the same town, which was Battle Creek, Michigan. And that's where the Kellogg company was headquartered. So I actually grew up my whole life kind of being influenced by Kellogg's, right, the cereal company, because that was kind of what we were known for. We were the cereal city. And so Anyone that kind of worked at corporate HQ, like that, was like a really, really good job. And so I actually got an internship at Kellogg's my junior year of uh, college. So I worked there my junior year, my senior year, and I was offered a job even before I graduated. So that was the path I was on. It was something that I had set out for early on in my life, and that I felt like I wanted to climb this corporate ladder. and so I quickly got a job down in Naples, Florida. Um, I was a sales rep. So I was calling on a little bit over a hundred grocery stores and I was selling pop tarts and cereal and Eggo waffles and, you know, all the, all the things I don't recommend eating anymore. <laughs> um, and so I, I went out in the field, I got experience as a sales rep, and then I applied for a job here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And that's ultimately what brought me here. And so in that industry, in, you know, CPG world, or even corporate, that's global like that, you kind of have to be willing to move every two to three years if you want to continue to grow in your career. And so that was still what I had my sights set on. And then um, I was working in our sales office here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And honestly, like, I I did love my job. I loved the people. I was learning a lot. I was feeling challenged. Um, but that's when then Burn Camp was created here in Charlotte. So I was working my full-time job while Devin was basically running the business. I would help in the mornings, in the evenings, on the weekends. Um, I was supporting us financially. And I mean, I was really doing it to support Devin, if I'm being yeah. honest. And then I started to like gravitate towards that job, right? Like my passion started to shift and I... I became a trainer, so I was helping him out. And I love that part of my day. Like I would literally go and train at 5.00 AM, 5.30, 6.15. I I'd, then I'd get right into the office by eight o'clock I'd work all day. And then sometimes I'd go do some evening camps. And that was the fulfillment that I had in that whole day. And I started to then not like my corporate job. And I started to really feel that shift of, okay, I, I can either go in this path and try to climb this corporate ladder, or I can embrace what is burn bootcamp and I can go all in and Devin and I can do this full time and like, let's go, you know? And, and of course, in the back of my mind, it took me about eight to, eight to nine months to make that decision um, because I was afraid of failure. I was yep. like, okay, I'm about to leave corporate job where I'm paid every two weeks. I have these 401k benefits, I have insurance, um, I have this security, right, is what I thought. Um, and so I was conflicted. I was like, I man, I went to college for this too. Like, this yeah. is what I was supposed to do. But my heart was pulling me in another direction. And even the finance side of Burn Bootcamp was starting to build up. I mean, Devin was starting to really gain traction and get more memberships. And like, we were starting to make money in that on that business, obviously. So, I prepared myself. I saved money. I made decisions, and you know, ultimately, I decided to quit my job and open another gym. So then, I opened our second Cornelius gym, and um, really, that's the, the rest is history. I've played almost every role in this co- in this company, um, and now I sit at COO. But yeah, you know, it's I have so many things that I've learned from that experience, and. This was before I had kids, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but I think the biggest thing I learned was like, hey, if if you have a passion and your heart and your mind is telling you that you're not in the right place, whether that's in a job, in a relationship, in a city, uh, whatever it is, listen to your gut. Like, listen to your gut Definitely. because guess what? We only get one life to live. So if I would have done burbu camp and it would have failed. Guess what? I would have figured something out. I would have applied for another job, and I would have went back into corporate life, maybe, or would have done something else, right? And I just, I think that taking risks when it when it ultimately uh, lies on your happiness and your fulfillment in life, like it's worth bet on yourself all day long, right? It's worth the risks to see what could be um, when you have something that's on your heart so much. So that is that is a decision that has paid off in spades for me, obviously, but even more, um, just from a fulfillment side, you know, I, I, uh, I followed my heart and I worked really, really hard to get where I'm at today, but I, I wouldn't have had it any other way.
1: Now, what made you and Devin believe in this vision of burn? Was it the, you know, constant pursuit of your happiness? What was it that made you believe in this brand?
0: Um, So I would say for me, belief in this brand is what I see out in the communities. It's the, it's the members, right? It's the lives I see transformed daily over and over and over again, in so many different ways, you know, like you get to experience this too. It's not just, it's not just weight loss. It's not just muscle gain. It's so many other transformations that I get to hear about. And um, burn camp truly transcends, you know, if the, the fitness piece transcends into so many other areas, areas in people's lives. And so I saw that from day one. And I, I mean, I knew we had something special from day one before I even quit my job. And so to, you know, if I, if I think of one singular thing that's made me believe in this brand, it's the ability it has to transform people's lives. Um, And just how special that is. So that's what keeps me moving. That's what keeps me going. It's not honestly like, yeah, the 300 is amazing. And it's a milestone that we wanted to reach. But what keeps me going every day is the impact that this brand has on so many people. And it's a ripple effect, you know, it's, I work hard. I don't just work hard for me and my family. I work hard for my employees. And how it impacts them for my franchise partners and how it impacts their families and their lives and their happiness and then you go down to the member level and how it impacts them and their family and then their children right like i have three children myself and so that's something that motivates me so much is hey if i don't come up and show up every single day how am i impacting all those people that i just talked about Mm -hmm. and that seems like a tall responsibility but for me like that's where i thrive because I think every single day, you know, it's like, man, if I, if I stopped what I was doing today, like how many people would not get the opportunity to be touched by burn or then how many people like just would lose something so great into their lives. So that's an easy motivation for me. I'm thankful we have that feedback loop. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm, I can literally go to Instagram at any time and get a message in my DMS, or I can yep. go to. Um, someone's pay, you know, any of our location pages and I can read transformations. I can, I can constantly find so many positive things about this brand and the people that are in it. And so, uh, thankfully we have that, you know, not every brand has that. And, uh, uh, and, and so I can see how, you know, a lot of hard work can feel like it's, it's falling on deaf ears, but I am, for one, I I get to see the impact that my day-to-day has on other people.
1: I've, I've noticed it's all mental. You know, when girls and even some guys come in that gym and whether they're intimidated, they're just beginning or they're 10 years into working out. Burn truly changes you as a person on a whole. And I can give you a few examples. My aunt, who never likes to work out, never wanted to work out in her day. when We were first opening burn back in, we opened December of 2019. And um, she came to the few pop-up camps Mm -hmm. and she was like, "I'm not doing this." She's like, "I don't want to work out." She came again. She came again, and she's like, "I'm starting to like this." It wasn't just the workout. It wasn't just the weight loss. It wasn't the you know had you know the inches you lost. It wasn't the results. Yeah. It was more the yeah. community. She met a bunch yeah. of friends, and she comes about five days a week now. So out of the six, mm-hmm. and she loves it. And she absolutely loves it. Yeah. And I could go on for days. We have so many transformation yeah. stories, and this girls that come in that you know. You didn't think would stay, but ended up loving it. And now they're here and mm-hmm. they've created these connections with these girls. And there's just it's really it's really cool to see because, like we said earlier, you don't you don't see that at other gyms, you don't see that at the planet fitness, you know, it's just not how it is. Now, I'm not knocking those other gyms, but when it comes to burn, it's a different feel, it's a very different feel.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, I think when you're running a business and you're scaling a business like Burn Bootcamp has, uh, one way we've been able to protect that community and that feeling is who we allow to represent our brand. And I think, um, you know, Devin and I, we could probably be double our size, if I'm being honest right now. You know, we could be double our size, but we say no to people that want to open a Burn boot camp. And we say no if they're not in it for the right reasons. Yep. And you know, maybe you could argue that some of the other businesses or gyms out there, uh, possibly they have owners that they're not in it for the right reasons, right? They're in it for pure profit only. And listen, I'm not saying that in a business you you don't have to make money because you do. You got to keep got to keep the doors open, right? Yep. So profit is important. Um, however, what's their true intent? Why do they want to open a burn boot camp? What is their core values? What are their what's their mission for? for their lives and for their community. And that's something that we vet very seriously because if I start bringing the wrong people into this brand that uh, don't represent it well and don't run it well, then you know, mm. you won't have that community feel. You won't have that, that stuff that you and that it factor that you and I are talking yeah. about here. And so when, you're, when you are creating a business and you're scaling it, it's, it's who you have representing that brand is so important. It starts with me, it starts with Devin, it starts with the people we employ in our offices then it, it's, you know, it's our franchise partners that own these gyms. It's their employees. Um, it's it's all of that, right? And it's gotta be the right people. And if it's not, you gotta make tough decisions to say no and, and discipline. You gotta be disciplined enough to say no, uh, which some people just don't have.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've realized it's okay to say no. Like you use a great example with Burn. I will use it with this podcast. I've had people that I've reached out to or that have messaged me wanting to be on and I'm not gonna have everybody on you. It's nothing against yeah. you. But if you're bringing something to the table that I'm not as passionate about, or I see something in you, and it doesn't have to be in a negative way. You just be like, listen, here's my brand. Here's what I got. Unfortunately, you don't meet the requirements, but you say it in a nice way, you know, because yeah. when you're building a brand brand larger than yourself, and you're trying to impact all these lives, you want to make the best of it, you want to have these people walk through these doors, you want them to feel the same way as you, you know, they want, you want them to feel that comfort, you want them to feel that desire, you know, whatever it may be. And you just want them to feel welcome at the end of the day.
0: Well, and like what you're saying right now, it comes down to how authentic you are, right? And if you are trying to align yourself with people that doesn't allow you to be authentically you that will come up that will show people will see that it won't feel good um and so that's one thing I think I can hang my hat up on is uh over these nine years like I've been authentic and and so has our brand I'm not I'm not looking at what this person's doing it and then trying to implement it because they're doing it uh every decision we make we say is this authentic is this really who we are is this what the brand represents um there's a lot of people trying to even knock off Burn boot camp you know and I mean, yeah, it's flattering at some point they'll, they'll fail though, because they're not, they're not being authentic. And so I think that's an important piece in business is listen. Yeah. You can take great ideas and make them part of you. I'm not saying, I mean, there's a lot of people that do that and yeah, you make them yours in the way that it is authentic. But if you're just trying to look left and right, left and right. Hey, what are they doing? What are they doing? Let me do that. you you know, you're not focused on moving forward. And the same thing can be said about fitness, right? And comparing yourself to what other people are doing. And so I've lived in that trap where, especially on social media years ago, before I had kids, I was like, okay, I got to eat this. And then I got to do these workouts and I got to run eight miles a day. And then I got to have a six pack. And I was like constantly looking left and right. And then that's the moment I noticed, more like this, you're not being authentic to who you are. Like just be you. And if people don't love that, then they're not for you, right? And mm-hmm. if you try to be a version of yourself that doesn't feel good, um people aren't attracted to that, is my not. point. So uh same with fitness. Like I said, if you're focused on this diet and that diet and what Susie did and what Sally did to lose weight, you are not focusing on what do I need? What, what are those habits that I yep, need to implement? Different. Mm -hmm. yeah everybody's different everybody's lifestyle is different everybody's schedule is different so if you're trying to do something that worked for someone else that may not work for you and you just have to focus on you right so that would be my advice in both business and in fitness
1: absolutely and me myself you know i used to do the same thing you did and i'm young i'm I'm, it's june 1st i'll be 20 this month so i'm pretty much a baby compared to you but um And I've realized, like, because, you know, I see a lot of kids my age, they look at what this person's doing and they look at what the other person's mm-hmm. doing and their followers. And I never, ever wanted to be like that. I never wanted to be a follower. I never wanted to be a sheep in the herd. Um, mm-hmm. Tell you a little bit about myself. When I went to school, I had zero friends. I didn't care to. It wasn't because I wasn't antisocial. i run a podcast mm-hmm. for God's sake. You know, I got to be somewhat social. But yeah. it was because I saw something that other people didn't. Right. I, I'm very, I'm a very quiet person. If you ever meet me in person, I'm very quiet. I'm, I observe, I observe a lot. And I realized when I was in school, all these things these kids were doing and they'd go to parties on weekends and they would do all this drinking. I've me personally, I have never drank. I never smoked. I never saw the benefit of benefit of doing that. And I sat back and thought to myself, I'm like, I would rather, you know, be by myself and chase my goals And go with what I'm after rather than fit in, you know, I never saw the benefit of going out and partying. That makes me question, you know, what are your priorities? What are your goals? What are you doing to better yourself? I tweeted out a tweet the other day. I said we're six months into the year tomorrow. This was yesterday. I'm like, have you done anything to better yourself? And like we talked about, I don't like to compare myself to people. And that's not good. You're not going to compare yourself to people. You compare yourself to yourself. Like I used to compare myself to people all the time. Like you said, with the six pack app, what I'm eating, I realized yeah. like, okay, here are my goals. Here's what I got. Here's what I want to achieve. And I do this for myself, but I'm also doing it for others and doing it for people listening to this podcast and doing it for my family and doing it for whoever supports me. So, yeah, and I think it's hard to understand, you know, when you're kind of in that loophole, especially social media, it's a this, this pros and cons to everything, but you know, I, when I was in high school, I was on the negative side of it and I was just looking at all this and that, and now I've used my social media and my platform to grow myself and better my business.
0: Yeah. And, and, and inspire and impact people. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how I use my social media. It's, it's not to, it's not to look to see what other people are doing. I mean, listen, I, I pretty much gave away my twenties to grow my business and then start my family. Um, So kind of like, I mean, granted, I did party in high school and I had fun in college, but man, once I was done with that, it was nose to the ground. And I haven't really stopped that, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but Devin and I, you know, we were, we were no kids and in our twenties and we barely ever went to the bars. We barely went out. We barely traveled for even a couple of years because we couldn't either afford it or we couldn't afford to leave our business for that long. So there's sacrifices that we've made and we continue to make because we have what with big goals, right? And if you're constantly trying to keep up with everything else that everybody's doing or that society tells you you need to be doing at this age and this age and this age, you're going to be distracted. I'm just going to be honest. Like if you want to hit goals, you got to be different. You got to be different yep. than other people. And that means saying no to things. It means uh, making sacrifices. And I, I would not change a single thing, right? Like, getting drunk and having a hangover is by far the worst thing in my opinion. Um, but yeah, our twenties were like focused on our business. I started having a b- babies at 28 and you know, I, I have a almost one year old, right? Now you got so three like, I've had three babies in five years. I've had a business. Like I don't have time to do the things that don't get me closer to my goals um, and aren't true to who I really want to be. So that that's my advice. Like if you want to be different you want to do things differently, you've got to make sacrifices and they're gonna be hard. Some, some sacrifices are harder than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and you may be looked at as the weird one or the different one, but ultimately what life do you want to build and what, right. what life do you want to design for yourself? And that's the choice you get to make every single day if you're granted another you know day on this earth. So, um, I love it. I love your attitude. That's awesome. Thank Keep you. it up. Keep it up. You're gonna go far. Do, you know, doing that and just focusing on on what you've set out to do versus trying to keep up with others or trying to even show off in front of others. You know, that's the other thing. Like this is Instagram and YouTube and everything. It's like seems like people build content just to impress other people. Yep. And is it really their life? Is it? You yep. know, I, I I don't know. But that's yeah. not what I'm here for. I'm here to impact in a positive way, and I do that through social media for sure. Uh, but what you see on there isn't necessarily going to ever be something that's not really happening in
1: my life. Mm-hmm. When now, when did you realize that, I guess you can say you were, quote, unquote, different than everybody else? When did you realize, I guess, the system was rigged and you weren't really in with society? You know, you had this vision, you had this barrier goal. When did you realize that? Um,
0: I mean, I would say... Pretty quickly, honestly, when I tried to not be who I truly wanted to be, it was only a couple months where I was like, whoa, 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 like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to try to do something that doesn't feel right to me. I think that's the question you're asking me. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But also like knowing that you're going to be different to a lot of people and you'll be very misunderstood. You know, if, if you're a leader in anything You're gonna be misunderstood by other people. And I've learned that through um, you know, Tony Robbins and just who the people I pour into that are successful. I mean, you have to be different, but you still have to be exactly who you wanna be. And I think I needed to go through that time in my life where I was like trying to be a Morgan Klein version that wasn't really a Morgan Klein version. I think I had to go through that. I think everybody does, right? It's it's the way you learn a lesson Mm -hmm. of like, okay, I'm not going to do that again. Um, But I think even as I get older, every year I become more confident in my shoes and in my skin and exactly who I am. And I've found that that will impact people way more. If I'm vulnerable and authentic to who I am, that's going to impact people way more than if I'm trying to be something I'm not.
1: Yeah. And now I got one more question before we go here today. Has the goal changed with burn or has it been the same?
0: It's been the same for sure. Uh, You know, Devin's definitely a visionary of this company and even just of our relationship. So, um, day one, when we started taking off, like he has had his goals set and they haven't really changed. So, uh, we're going to be global for sure. At some point we'll be in other countries. Um, we will have some sort of a digital program. Um, you know, obviously we had to with, with the pivot of, of COVID, um, but, you know, we'll continue to be in markets that we can't be right now. You know, that's our goal is to give everybody the opportunity to be a part of Burnview camp. And I believe in that wholeheartedly. So the goal has not changed now.
1: Before you guys go global, you got to stop in Myrtle beach first.
0: We will. We will. I promise.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you for coming on the show today. It was an absolute honor yeah. to chat with you.
0: Yeah. Thanks for having me. We'll You're talk welcome. soon.
1: Do you want to plug any of your Instagrams before we go? Instagram? Sure. Facebook.
0: Yeah. So uh, the brand is at burnbootcamp.com. And then my personal Instagram is at Um, And then you can find me on uh, Facebook at just Morgan Klein or burnbootcamp.